we got the band back together. Yay! In Nebraska. Oklahoma, we made it. Nebraska. 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 We're in Nebraska. Grand Island. We're in Grand Island. Grand Island, Nebraska. Uh Nebraska Regional Convention. Nebraska Regional Convention. Number 39. Number 39. And so this collection of of guests that we have, bring them down into uh, five. Yep, build five, five guests, guests yeah. per episode. Hearing some voices from the Midwest we haven't heard from before. Yeah. Kind of excited about it. Yep. Yeah, first, podca- first time for three of the four of us to be in this state even. So yes. exciting. We've already had tornado clouds, high <laughs> winds, uh, storms, and all kinds of Midwest stuff. Typical Midwest weather. It's been great, though. Dinner at, a, great. dinner at a yeah. truck stop. Dinner yep. at a truck dinner stop. Truck yeah. stop. Coffee yeah. downtown today. Biggest Walmart awesome. I've been to in a long time. This is immersed in the north. Yeah, we're oh, immersed yeah. in it. It's yeah. beautiful. It yeah, lovely. it really is. So, folks, we hope that you enjoy. Uh, these voices from from the Midwest. These voices, voices from, from the Nebraska. Midwest. Something we haven't heard in a while. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm Paul. I'm Jennifer. Me, Attic. Douglas. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're here at NRCNA. We're gonna do this again. All right, we're here with Anna F. She don't speak on the 11th step, but first, Anna, can you tell us your clean date? Where you attend meetings? Give your home group a shout out. I attend meetings in Grand Island, Nebraska, and my clean date is 3-19-89, and my home group is the groups at Unity Hall. All right, so we have the 11th step. What yep. do you think? Well, I think it's super important. I didn't know how important it was, and uh, some other steps tripped me up before I was able to really, like, gain conscious contact, you know, and understand how important it is to, like, seek conscious contact on a daily basis and pray only for knowledge of God's will for me and the power to carry it out. And through the years, you know, when I first came to NA, I was 17, and it was 1982, and we didn't have a basic text. And uh, and then we got the basic text, and then I believe it was in 98, we got the flat book, and the flat book changed my life because I didn't understand. Like, for instance, step two. <laughs> we we go back and forth. We go back and forth a lot. Paul... Paul feel, feels very strongly about the the flat book in a positive way. I maybe not so much. Well, I, I actually, to be honest, I have mixed feelings, and I actually do use with my with some of my newer sponsees. I use a back to the basics guide, or the the, the basics guide. You know, where yeah. you actually like go through the basic text and all of that because I feel like it can be overwhelming for someone but with for someone with some amount of time it can be an eye-opening experience you know what my buddy Will is sending me a copy of the of that the back to basics yeah 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 so so I'm looking forward to, to doing that so what does do you have a daily 11 step practice oh yeah now? what does it look like uh, I wake up in the morning and before I get out of bed I say good morning to Fuck radio to remind myself I have a disease and it's greater than I am and it's not going anywhere the basic text tells me that uh, that I've always had a destructive power greater than myself you know mm. and so why would it be so hard for me to turn my well my life over to the care of God you know so then the next thing I say is good morning God what are we going to do today so that's, that's, <laughs> I like that's that. my beginning <laughs> of my day every single day because I believe the 12 steps were designed to get me the hell out of God's way so I could do his will and carry this message and get into unconditional love you know that's how I try to start my day off too my, my, my love step looks looks uh i do a couple different readings very short um got like a little app on on the phone and then i go into uh this two-way meditation piece to where 
I try to quiet myself down and hear what the HP is impressing upon my spirit. And then, unless I'm traveling, then I write it down into a prayer journal that I've been keeping. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in, you said that a couple of steps tripped you up when you first started. What was that about? Tell me that. I I think Because I'm sure there's somebody listening who's (laughs) right with you. You might not be unique with (laughs) that. You might not be alone about that. (laughs) I think step two is a motherfucker. (laughs) That's unvarnished right there. So, so, you know, step two uh, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves, you know, no way to, yeah, that's right, could restore us to sanity. And I kept hearing, we came to believe in a power greater than ourselves. No matter how many times I read it, I couldn't hear that, a power greater than ourselves. And I didn't believe in God, or I did, but I was very angry. You know, I was angry at this God I didn't believe in kind of thing. And I remember my first sponsor said to me that I needed to pray. And I said, to what? I don't believe in God. And she told me, that's okay. God believes in you. And that shocked me. Like, that shocked the snot out of me. I'm like, what? What? It's hard to fire back off of that one, isn't it? That's a hard one to fire back. That'll jolt you into reality, won't it? So So I, you know, I ended up praying. And this is actually part of my 11th step, you know, when I think about, like, God knows who God is. That's what that's what I believe now. And in the second step, I, I used to believe I needed to know who God was yeah. in order to believe I could be restored. And what I was really, what I really think step two is saying is, it's you got to believe in restoration. You got to believe you can heal. Yeah. You can be restored to sanity. You know, and, and the first part of sanity is not putting dope in my body. And today I don't put anything in my body that harms me. I mean, I don't know the last time I had sugar, grains, seed oils. I, I, I live my life super clean because anything that I lose control over, that, that's something I'm willing today to give up. And that is a direct result of my 11th step. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're here at NRCNA with Courtney East. I'm going to speak on perseverance, but first, Courtney, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and give your home group a shout-out? Of course. Uh, my name is Courtney. I'm an addict from Norfolk, Nebraska. My home group is the Monday Night Miracles, 8 o'clock, and we're a rock meeting, so come check it out. A rock meeting. A rock meeting. So we got a bunch of spiritual principles in a yeah. bucket, and um, my home group uh, oh, yeah. rocks, right, cool. and then we pass the bucket around, and yeah. everyone. So it's not just a topic share; it's a whole variety. So it's yeah. Neat. Night. yeah, that's nice. That's nice to have. I'll, we used to joke around getting clean. We would have these. You know, where you pull a topic out of the, the hat or the, we would call it the fucking bucket meeting. <laughs> the fucking bucket meeting. <laughs> we try to keep it spiritually oriented. <laughs> Courtney got us rolling uh, for this convention. She was the first person to share. Fantastic huh? job, too. Did a great Fantastic. job. It was really good. Thank you. Really good. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's cool to see people up there kind of, you can, you can kind of see like the nerves, you know, at first. And then after, after a minute or two, it's like, whew. Right, settle that, in, yeah. settle in. Yeah. Here we go. Settle in. That's it's going to be all right. Yeah, it's, it's already all right. <laughs> so, what do we think? Perseverance. Um, for me, like the first thoughts that came to mind was far as like how do I practice perseverance today in my life is um, continuing to do the basics. Like when I got clean, I was told to go to meetings, find a sponsor, work the steps, get a God, and pray. Right, and be of service, and and those are the things that I continue to do today. <laughs> that keep me clean and I don't know which one of those things is the magic factor right like I don't know like which piece is um, 
helping me stay. But I know if I stay the course, that things will continue to get better. Well, I get what you're saying too, and, and like regardless of having a great week, having a shitty week, you know, everything's falling into place or everything's blowing the fuck up or something like that. It's like we persevere. We do what we need to do regardless of. Exactly. Like, just suiting, suiting the fuck up, showing up, being being what I need to be in the moment, you know, and remembering that, like, the reward, the, the payoff, the blessings, whatever we fucking call them, like, it doesn't, it's going to come in God's time, not my time, right? The things that I think I need aren't necessarily what I want, right? So... And it's not what my God necessarily wants for me either, you know. And well, that's it, the thing, man. It's like it, it, it's it's almost like how can I how can I get God's will to line up with my will, well, right? You know, yeah, sometimes instead yeah, of yeah. the like, instead of the flip, <laughs> right? It instead is. Of the it flip, is. But I've learned it. though, like the the more I just stay the course and keep. Um, keep showing up, keep doing those the five things I talked about, like, my will aligns with God's will. Like, as my life flows and things just go smoother, like, that's how I know I'm, I'm practicing God's will on this perseverance part. But, like, life on life's terms gonna happen. Like, shit fucking happens sometimes, right? But... I thought after you get, like, five or ten years, I thought it stops. No. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Like, it, I thought it I read... It comes in different forms. I thought I read that somewhere. <laughs> I thought, it comes in different We didn't read... That's not in the basic text somewhere. It's like, after you get five, you're good. Nah, nah. What was it, it like it, kicking off the convention? What was that like? Terrifying. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not... Um, my forms of service are more in, like, uh, sponsorship. I sponsor a lot of women in my area, um, and I do a lot of, like, event planning and cleaning and that kind of stuff. So getting up and speaking in front of a bunch of people just ain't really my cup of tea, but... Um, it's something I aren't those I the enjoy. best years, Paul? Yeah, aren't they the best, it. man? Like you the ones who are like, I don't like it. doing this shit. <laughs> like that's the best ones to. That's the best. Uh, What's perseverance over, look yeah. like? Perseverance look like for you. Look, the biggest lesson for me in Narcotics Anonymous is to do stuff I don't want to do. Yeah. I don't need perseverance to do the shit I want to do. I'm. I, Those I, are the I'll five do pound that. weights. Right? Like, that's the five pound it, weight. Yeah. But to to do things to embrace people that I'm <laughs> iffy about, you know. What I, mean? yeah. <laughs> I know what that's the fuck the, they're gonna say. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Well, what that's the shit. fifty pound weight, and that's always the bigger thing for me. Like it's, yeah. it, it's as soon as I see resistance, I know that something's gonna be built there. If there's a part of me that says, don't hug them, don't go to that meeting, don't do this, that's the place I go. That's the place I go. Because I learn how to do shit I don't want to do. And I need that. That's what life is. And that's a good life print, right? That's what life is. And that's where freedom comes from. We were talking about that yesterday. I didn't realize that if I can learn to do stuff I don't want to do, freedom comes. I always thought freedom was doing shit I wanted to do. It's not. It's completely the opposite. That makes sense. <laughs> See, that's my sponsor right there. Right. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of that in, in just this season of my life with um, you know service work and stuff. Like, uh, we've got some strong opinions, and I'm one of those people. Right? I'm one of those fucking I'm glad she said we. We, we have, instead of, a lot of times it's like, well, they have They have strong they have opinions. Some, you know, they're all fucked up. She's like, no, no it's, I'm it's, it's fine. You know it. I rub people the wrong way a lot of times. So remembering like what saving my energy for where I need to fight and what I need to fight for, you know, mm-hmm. persevering in the areas where it's necessary, and then being able to like step back and let others, you know, step up. Yeah, is kind of important too. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're here at NRCNA with Mary R. She's going to speak on kindness, but first, Mary, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and give your home group a shout out? 
November 4th, 1998, Omaha, Nebraska. My home group is Friday Night in a Recovery. Woo! 6.30. 6.30. Don't be late. That's right. Don't, don't, be, don't be late. Get early, stay late. Right? That's good. That's good. So, Mary, what do we think? Kindness. What I think about kindness? This, oh. What I need to talk about is a kidney transplant. And what I... Um, was doing meetings in a treatment center and a homeless shelter. There was a homeless shelter in the front and a treatment center in the back. And I would do those Mondays and Fridays and the evenings. And uh, there was a guy that was in there. He was in. A, he came to the homeless shelter and um, he sat there and he would come to meetings. He uh, was a person that I didn't want to be around. You know, he's stunk, he looked bad, he did all this, and I... We know a couple, we, we have we a couple We know how that goes, yeah. I didn't want to be around him, right. but he would always come and sit by me, and if I wasn't there that day, he'd go, where's my girlfriend, where's my girl Mary? I'm not your girlfriend. First of all, let's just get this straight. So we're setting some boundaries. I hear hear those are good. He wanted to give me his mug shot. And stuff. Oh, oh, all nice. the and mugshot nice. and stuff like that. I didn't want that crazy stuff. And, you know, and then he, he wanted to get in treatment. And I said, okay, we can do that because I knew the people there and they got him in. And he, um, we took pictures again and he changed. And he, when we got in treatment, he changed and became somebody different. And, mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to go back home and he lived in Kansas City. And at that time, you know, I did what I was supposed to be doing. You know, because everybody earned that seat, didn't he? Earned that seat. Yeah. I got uh, a bus ticket, and I, was, I went to the good one, got him a set of clothes, and he wore that home and got home and stuff. And uh, he told me, whatever you want in life, I'm going to give you something. You know how people say that when you help them out and stuff like that. And um, I've been doing that. I had a, a kidney, ch- I needed a kidney transplant. I was doing dialysis every day. Yep. And I put on Facebook about, uh, I'm looking for a kidney, and I'm looking for this, and I'm doing that. And his daughter reached out to me and uh, said, um, you don't know who I am, but you know my dad. And uh, she sent me, she said, can I intimate to you? And she sent me pictures of her, and, of me and her dad together and everything. And, she got tested for um, doing a kidney transplant, and she was a match. And this guy that I did not like wasn't kind to him. He didn't save my life again. His daughter doing COVID, and then her kidney. On October 17th, it'd be two years. And I don't. I still give it those It's that act of kindness that we gotta treat everybody. It's not what you look like, what you smell like, or what it is. It's what's in your heart. And the reason he said he did that because he said that I had a kind heart. And I showed him kindness. And guess what? I have that mug shop today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I cherish that. And matter of fact, it's in a frame and I'm like freaking wall. <laughs> You know what's interesting is you have those reactions to people. That's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction. You're going to have that reaction, but you didn't act on the reaction. No. You know what I mean? It's okay to have the reaction, but you you 
stepped through the reaction and still sat there. Right, and the whole reason, still the only reason I did that because it's sponsor, I worked the steps. And I yeah. apply that shit to my life. That's right. And then sometimes we can work this stuff, but we don't apply that to our life and live it. We're not doing ourselves any good or anybody else. Mary, I tell you, I don't, I don't get lost for words often, <laughs> but I feel like I'm at. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's touching. And you know what's really cool? Only in NA, only in NA, can one of our pickup lines be, "Hey, here's my mugshot." <laughs> <laughs> Here's what, here's, what, here's what we can work hey, with. Hey, I got a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I hate sharing this, but my sponsor made me do this shit. She made you sit down she on this mic? She made me sit down on this mic. That she, wasn't very kind. No, she, but she made, she made it an assignment because she knows she made it an assignment. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're at NRCNA with John D. He's going to speak on responsibility. But first, John, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and give your home group a shout-out? Uh, my name is John D. I'm an addict. My clean date is 3-23-2017. Uh, I belong to the Aurora Step Takers in Aurora, Nebraska. We've got a few of those. We, guys, we had a couple Aurora of Step Takers up in here. here. <laughs> <They represent. laughs> That's right. So, John, you're a very... Um, I guess small uh, <laughs> statured man. Uh, what did <laughs> not? <laughs> not. <laughs> not. We were joking walking over there. I said, uh, you know, you're you're uh, here in case anyone gets too rowdy during during the speakers. He, he said, that's he my said, previous life. Right. That's what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't live that way. That was. A <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon you would just have to look at people. Right? Like, like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Right, let me, calm down. <laughs> I said, Joe, we have responsibility. What do you think? Man, I, honestly, man, the, re the reason I chose responsibility is because six and a half years ago, if you'd have told me I had the things in my life today, I'd have told you I didn't want them. Mm. Hmm. You know, um, responsibility, I wasn't really too big on being responsible responsible in my active addiction. Mm -hmm. What's the things you have that you didn't think you wanted? Yeah, that's a cool way to say <laughs> oh, but, but, like, when you let off with that, that's that was a cool way to lay that out. Because a lot of times we hear, like, oh, I have things I wouldn't believe I could have or something. Yeah. But, like, I have things that I wouldn't have even wanted there. Like, I, I, I get that. I understand I get that. that. What, are, what, what, are, what are some of those things? First and foremost, man, I'm employable today. Amen, brother. You know I what was, I mean? I've I was unemployable. Right. <laughs> I'm employable today um, without going into a whole lot of details of, about what I used to be like because we all know what we used to be like. Mm -hmm. I know what I used to be like. Yep. And I'd have a job for a month, maybe, if that. Later, um, I've started myself off at the bottom where I work, and, and I've worked myself up to the top. Nice. And, and to me, that's a big accomplishment. Responsibilities, they... they have trusted me with keys yeah. to a business. Um, I'm responsible to my Narcotics Anonymous community, you know, and, and serving on this on this committee as the vice chair. Uh, oh, that, great that, job! That is something I've never been able to do in in any of previous bouts of being trying to get clean. So, so will you roll into the chair next year? Is that no. is that okay. no? Um, they they have a different. They will have their the own separate oh, okay. yeah. All right. uh, committee. Um, like, say, if something happened to a Tracy, okay, 
yeah. I would you jump, jump in to take her spot. Oh, I was going to say, Tracy, they, she, John keeps ordering and fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I go around and make sure all of our other committees are, yeah. committee members are doing what they need to be doing, and if they need a break, I'll sub in for them. And yeah. it's, it's been a learning experience for me. You know, I've been involved in Narcotics Anonymous for over 20 years. And, and there were some things in my life that I wasn't willing to do. Like what? Work the steps. Hey, there Work you go. The Say the steps. magic word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that's pretty important. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I belong to the Aurora? Step, step take. <laughs> but it is interesting that a lot of people are here, and I was one of them when I first got clean in 88, who came here and stayed clean on the fellowship and not the program. Right. What do you mean and by if that? You're just hanging out? Like with hanging out, conventions, like yeah. functions, meetings, all of those things which are valuable, and I'm not denigrating that. But when the, when the stuff hits, and I'm not a new, I haven't had a new way to live through the steps, yep. yeah. I, don't have the, I don't have the program to back it up. Mm. And that is a, a big thing. So tell me about that with you. What, what, what changed? Why, why did you all of a sudden start working steps? Well, you know, I, like I said, man, I've been involved in the fellowship for over 20 years. And, and anybody that I know that has substantial clean time, they've worked the steps. You know, and, and when I got clean this time, my first sponsor, um, he told me, he says, I'm gonna, we're going to get you through the steps and we're going to keep you away from the women. Was he successful? Um, with getting me through the steps. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, you know it's a good answer when it starts with, um. <laughs> and, and you know you guys had my wife on here last night. Nice. So, I mean, <laughs> you can keep away from all the women. No. <laughs> In all fairness, she picked me up. I didn't pick Oh, there you go. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We're here at NRCNA with Jackie F., She's going to speak on trust, but first, Jackie, can you tell us your clean date? Where you attend meetings and give your home group a shout out? Okay, I am from Hastings, Nebraska. My clean date is eight twenty-two twenty-three, and Freedom Seekers is my home group. Well, right. I think we had a couple of Freedom Seekers we too. Did. I we think. had some Freedom Seekers last night. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So we have trust. Yep. What do you think? Um, it's kind of like a. I trust people way too easily, but I don't trust anybody at all, if that makes any sense. Uh, absolutely. It makes perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was in the program from 2017 to 2019, and then I lost like nine people. Life happened, and I didn't take it too well. Um, and then I, like, I'm actually a survivor of sex trafficking and stuff like that, so the whole trust thing for me is really, really hard. Yeah. Really hard. Um, yeah. My friends like Jackie, you got, like she's having me have people sign my shirt because it's getting over the social anxiety and just like, please stay over there. But like, I want to talk to you, but do it all the way over there. <laughs> this yes. we do a lot of this. Hand up, come close, all at the same time. Yep. So, but like something that I was told, or actually I just told somebody that like he's like, is God good? You know, and I know this is a spiritual, not religious program, but like. You know, your higher power, whatever you perceive him as, he's always there with his hand outreach when you're sitting there drowning. It's always up to you to reach out and grab it and trust him that he's going to pull you out of that whatever abyss that you're in. So how did that come about for you? How did you trust this time around to come back and to do that? Just talk to, talk on that a, bit, a little bit. 
Well, like, I had been praying, you know, to my higher power, just get me out of here, get me out of this life, you know, that I sat where I sat because of the choices and actions I made, but I was just like, why, why, why? Um, I ended up getting arrested on August 21st, and, like, God works in mysterious ways, and I got pulled up out of that abyss, and it's like, I'm going to jump in with both feet, and I'm going to run with it this time. So was this a drug court thing for... No. Just... That was the jarring experience they talk about, that you said, okay, I'm going to try something different. So what's meetings and stuff look like now? Like we hit meetings every day, sponsor every day, what are we doing? um, I just got a sponsor today. All right, all right. Yay! Who'd you get? Did did she do an episode yet? Nope, I think she's coming up. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. She's actually my sponsor the last time I was in the program. Like... I don't know. Um, I hit meetings every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday because I am at Bristol Station. I'm, I'm on a pre-trial thing right now. So, Excellent. But like I said, I'm going to jump in both feet and you know, run with it. So <laughs> how was it to ask her to sponsor you again? How did that go down she, since it just happened? Yeah, she kind of looked at me and she's like, so you got a sponsor? <laughs> and I was going to ask you, you know me, everything's got to be big and grand. And I was like, well, you want to be my sponsor? You know, <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I, I don't hear about that like too much though. But like when I got clean, that that was very common. It, w- it would to be, ask you if you have a sponsor. Yeah, to, and to be would, like, hey, I'm gonna. <clears throat> we didn't really use the temporary sponsor tag, but no. it just wasn't very common. Like I, I didn't hear about that too much later on. But but it was very common to be like I'm gonna I'm gonna sponsor you and figure out where you want to go what you want to do yeah that that was common I don't know if I hear that too much anymore you don't as much anymore the it's the responsibility of the group our literature says it does and that's how it it used to come about was the home group members would see a newcomer and say are somebody sponsoring you and well we'll take care of that and I love that the principle of that I love that man because like you know when 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 Unless, unless someone, someone kind of told me, "Hey, he's going to be your sponsor, the guy who twelve stepped me," yeah. and so I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's what you know. All right, fuck it, okay, you know." That goes yeah. to a lot of the trust, though. But like, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we come in, I, you know. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. You know, where where I really struggle at is is the whole um, go to go to a bunch of meetings, meet a bunch of people, and then pick somebody to sponsor you. I don't know if that's the best if that's the best approach. Early on, like you, because then then we're kind of like floundering a little bit. Yeah, you think? I can see both sides of. I can really see both sides of it. I think it depends on the person. If you see someone floundering, then step in. That's what I think. Yeah. But sometimes it's okay to just find your way and find what works for you. You know. Mm. Yeah. Well, she kind of came at me full force, and she's like, "Here we go." And how do you feel that she did that? I feel, well, there was a lot of shame and guilt there, you know, because I did go back out and stuff like that. But, you know, she knows me pretty well, and I was just like, oh, she does still love me. What was the shame and guilt? That she would not love you because you used, mm-hmm. I can't ask her again yeah. kind of thing? Disappointment, maybe? Yeah. You know, I'm, like, it was, it was a little disheartening for myself, you know, that I did that, but... We do know it's all bullshit in our head, right? You do know that's not mm-hmm. true, right? We don't have that. Mm-hmm. Trust that. <laughs> Alright, well that's a wrap folks That's the Nebraska Regional Convention 39 Thanks yeah. for joining us, we love you And yeah. thanks for having us Thanks for having us, we appreciate it Grand Isle Grand Island. Yeah. Canada <laughs> <laughs>